daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sound of the Pit, the podcast that asks, why don't you just go home? That's your home. You too good for your home? Answer me! Oh, that is uh, Happy Gilmore and he's shouting at a golf ball. Yeah, you nailed it. I'm proud of myself for that. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. So this is The Sandler Pit, a podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler appearance. I'm Luke and this is also Luke. How are you today? Very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, I've had a real fucking shit of a day. <laughs> I went out to my car to go to work this morning and it just wasn't there. And I was like dottering around like a, a little old man. I didn't know what was going on. Is this not just like called... common thing in Sheffield? Everyone's cars get stolen in the night. <laughs> I love you know. I live in S11. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say where I fucking live. <laughs> my postcode in... is. Here is my postcode and the number. So I live in a quite good area of Sheffield. On like, And it's on a very posh crescent. But it was confusing because I drive around a 2005 Nissan Micra. So who the fuck would steal <laughs> You're that? You're giving away it's all the crazy. details today, aren't you? <laughs> I, and my number plate is... But I wear a really, Rolex watch. <laughs> I leave it in the glove compartment. It's a real shit car, and my housemate has a fucking Audi that he parks on the same area. So it was like, why would it get stolen? So I was really confused. I was on phone to 101 for like an hour on hold, and I ended up finding out that it'd been towed, and I'd completely just parked in front of someone's driveway, and I didn't even fucking notice <laughs> because I'd gone to watch an England match. So I went to the place. I couldn't find my, any of my tax documents or any of my fucking driving license i couldn't find my wallet i thought it was in my car get there my wallet's not in the car so my housemate colin had to fucking pay to bail me out and look what was on the windscreen i'll send it you now over the messenger so it's a picture of my car in black and white that's been printed out and in felt tip they've written what were you thinking <laughs> i cannot get my car out help <laughs> What were you thinking? I don't know, because I was parked completely over their drive. That is, yeah, that say. is excellent. I'm gonna, I might put that as my phone background. <laughs> Why is it in black and white as well? It makes it feel so much more criminal. God, you were doing some I, dirty work, weren't you? <laughs> parking in front of someone's door like that. Typical Norm Macdonald. I was doing that dirty work. I was just getting <laughs> revenge parking in front. Yeah, just being a big spend, prick. <laughs> I spent £150 to get it back. But you know when you've done something wrong and it's <sighs> completely your fault and you're like, yeah, I deserve that. Did you do a theory test? How do you not know to not park on someone's driveway? I don't know what came over me. I want to profusely apologise if the people who live in that house... Uh, I'm going to write them a letter and get like... Imagine if they printed out the cover of our podcast <laughs> and then written like, what were you thinking? <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't put your uh, the Sand the Pit bumper sticker on the car or else they'd have been really fuming. They'd have uh, review bombed us. Well, I do actually have some stickers for a car of Rob Schneider and <laughs> you can Adam do Sandler that you sent me. <laughs> so, are they on your car? They are not on my car. Uh, oh, I think I might put them, them on it because when you're driving around a 2005 Nissan Micro, you don't really have anything else to lose, do you? <laughs> you're already a walking joke. You might as well <laughs> embellish on it. 
talking of walking jokes, this week we're watching Kevin James in Suki. I feel bad. I really like Kevin James, actually. He's not a fucking joke. No, he's good. I like Kevin James, too. But, I mean, this film literally looks like Night at the Museum, but it's Night at the Zoo. What part sounds, of that sounds pretty bad. good, actually. <laughs> pretty fucking good. It's a kid's film. It's a PG. 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb from 2011. So this was the time when Adam Sandler was doing loads of films as a divorced dad and going on holiday. Kevin James, on the other hand, is, you know, perusing at a zoo with a load of animals that he can talk to. I think Dr. Doolittle style. I love any fucking film with talking animals or something stupid. But what really sold me on this was the fact that Adam Sandler's playing a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Donnie the monkey, isn't he? Yeah. So this was directed by friend of the podcast, Frank Karachi. I Great. think, is this the last Frank Karachi film we're going to be watching? Oh, possibly. I mean, he hasn't actually done as many as you'd think, considering he's such a big name director. Unless we do Here Comes the Boom. Oh, I mean, we're almost definitely going to do Here Comes the Boom, aren't we? <laughs> so yeah, looking at this film, it looks pretty fucking bad. I am kind of excited for it just because it looks silly and actually it looks a bit like bedtime stories i don't know why i'm so excited to watch it well the tagline is welcome to his jungle oh, <laughs> does that not that kind of makes it a bit exciting i kind of wish that this was like a older rated film like even like a pg-13 or something and it was just like if there was just like a horny monkey or something and they were all sort of pushing him to do gross things and i'd rather that than this no way that'd be awful imagine horrible adam sandler jokes whilst he's being a monkey that'd be nasty is that your wife we're different species but i'd still love to do her <laughs> it'd be stuff like that uh, it would as well <laughs> Oh my god, the fucking cast list is quite funny. I'm looking now. Here are some of the credited cast. Crystal the monkey. <laughs> Bart the bear 2 as Jerome. And uh, Honey Bump Bear as Bruce. That Bart is funny. The bear, what happened to Bart the bear 1? <laughs> Bart the bear was a male Alaskan. Oh my god, he died. <laughs> After 23 years. He did charity work as a spokes bear. <laughs> <laughs> Bart the Bear 2, his widely publicised 2013 appearance in Game of Thrones when he's pitted against oh. Jamie Lannister oh. and Brian of Tarth. The bear of Maiden Fair, that was him. Oh, so he's, he's getting up in age, Bart the Bear 2. He's, he's 21 now, so oh. bit, but not related to the original. He's from um, the same generation as us then, I suppose. Yeah, he is. I, I know you don't want to look at the cast, but it is fucking incredible for Zookeeper. I just saw a few names. Even though I've seen this before, I... I didn't remember, but Jesus Christ. Oh We're talking God, some so huge sad. names. I did actually see two people when I was just looking at Crystal the Monkey then. So Sly and Cher in this, which is good. I'm just really mm -hmm. excited for this. And I don't know why. There's no reason for me to be excited. Are you kidding me? What, what are you talking about? There's no reason. Sly Stallone, <laughs> voicing, a, voicing an animal potentially. What's not to love about that? Well, we love Kevin James as well. I think it's worth saying, like, we kind of had a love-hate relationship then. We saw his YouTube channel and it was really good. Yeah, since then, we... we've kind of enjoyed seeing him, even when he's in quite bad films, I guess. Yeah, like, I, ever since watching that YouTube channel, every time I see, like, a burp snart, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my man. <laughs> that's <laughs> <Yeah>. my guy. <laughs> he's kind of likeable, isn't he, I suppose, even if he's not he the best actor ever. Have you got any predictions for this film? I don't have any predictions i keep mixing it up in my head with the new Doolittle film starring robert downey jr oh, yeah. so i'm expecting like something getting stuck up some animal's ass i'm expecting a lot of poo and a lot of shit there's definitely going to be an inexplicable love interest i don't know who it is yet but 
there's going to be someone in it who falls madly in love with Kevin James for no reason. And I can't wait. And maybe the animals help them fall in love. Look, look here's the thing, right? So you're going to find out when we watch the film anyway, but we won't get your live reaction to it. Can I just tell you who it is just for this one time? Yeah. So Kevin James's love interest in this film is uh, Rosario Dawson. What? <laughs> From Daredevil and like The Mandalorian. The fucking what? Is she like 20 years younger than him? What? Really? <laughs> fucking Rosario Dawson? Yeah, it's Rosario Dawson. What are you talking about? How? That's his love interest. Oh, fuck. I'm just seeing oh, the credit. So, how old is she? Oh my God. I don't think she's really point. young. I don't think she's really young. She's she was in films in like the 90s and stuff. She's in... I mean, she was in like Sin City and whatever, wasn't she? She's younger than him. He's 56. And yeah, she's oh yeah, yeah, she's younger than him. So he's still 14 years older than her. That's the weirdest pairing I think we've ever had. Like those two don't look like they have any chemistry. Maybe I'll be surprised. Yeah, maybe you'll really buy into it and think that maybe they did have a real thing going on behind the scenes. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of doubt it. I'm kind of excited to see what Karachi comes up with. That's what I want to know. He sold us some crazy concepts before and we're nearly almost always buying into them. So every week we have something called the Sandler Scale, which is a list of tropes which you'd see in all the Adam Sandler films, such as Big Poo, a logo on screen, an inexplicable love interest, which you might have to not do this week because yeah, we can scrap that one definitely inexplicable do you think there's much of a difference between a kevin james film and an adam sandler in regards to these tropes kevin james he's big solo outings we're talking zookeeper and mm. paul blart both kind of kids films i think and barnyard kids film i think that he's playing it safer i don't think we're gonna get like suggested incest like we have a couple of times in some of these films and uh i just think that he's a bit more clean cut I know we do see him do some naughty things sometimes and like some of these YouTube videos were a bit darker, mm. but... He's more of a family guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there might be like urine still because you can have that in a kid's film, but I don't think we're going to get as many of like the really horrible ones like racist jokes and serious violence and stuff like that that we might see in some of these other ones. Whenever we have a leading film that isn't this, we've had the Schneider Shack for Rob Schneider, which was a shack that was set on fire and we had to decide if it was in the castle of the pit. We had the Swan and Swamp. We didn't do anything for fucking Norm Macdonald. Yeah, because Adam Sandler was still in it, wasn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. Well, I think do we should all... have a. Should we have a? Do you think like a Kevin card? Kevin card. Did we say the James Chamber at some point? Or the James we... Chamber is where the YouTube videos are in the castle, uh, aren't they? It's a good yes. place though. It sounds bad, but it's not as good. Um, <sighs> well, we can have a James Journal. <laughs> journal. It's either a Kevin card or a James Journal. You know, it's the classic toss-up <laughs> between the two. James Jungle with all the big animals. <laughs> all the, all the James's big Jungle Journal. James's jungle findings the, in it. The Journal for James's Jungle. I yeah. think I'm having a stroke. Before you die, which one do you want? The Kevin Card or the James Journal? He's I on the, the stretcher getting taken into the ambulance. I'm just shouting that at him. I want the James Jungle. <laughs> James Jungle Journal. Okay, there we go. Okay. So we've got a James Journal, but the film right. is escaping from the James Jungle. Okay, I'm I'm aware now of the concept of this. It's become very convoluted. I, I've seen this before. I'm really excited for us to see the bit when the gorilla wants to go to TGI Fridays because it's not product placement. It's just the story point. It is not product placement. For sure. So with that, grab your little mop and bucket and your uh, and your other stuff that a zookeeper would use. Get in the car. We're going to TGI's and we're going to watch Zookeeper. 
Yep, grab yourself some of those hot and spicy boneless wings. They're very good with the blue cheese dip. Make sure you order and, some loaded fries. And I've heard fries. affordable, right? Affordable. They're very affordable, yeah. Very affordable. I, Families, yeah, friends. When I'm taking my friends and family out, I always want to go to TJ Fridays, mainly for the it's, service, but the food yeah. also delivers. Oh, the service is amazing. But yeah, the, the food is impeccable. So yeah, head down to TGI's if you want. Don't even bother yeah. with this episode if you want. Quote the uh, discount code, the Sandler Pit 20%, and you'll get 20% off of your order at TGI Fridays. Whoa, what? <laughs> You're going to get 20% off? That's great. That's almost robbery. Robbery either. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I need to be buried in the sand I think I think you do Shall we go and watch uh, Zookeeper? Yeah let's go off It's another rental You are now listening to the sand pit Is TGI Fridays as incredible as it looks? And we are back. We've washed the animal feces off of our boots. We've put on some clean clothes and we're here to talk about Zookeeper, the Kevin James-led comedy film. Um, no. Directed by <laughs> Frank Caracci, friend of the podcast. Yes. Luke, can you tell us the uh, plot in inverted commas of this film? Uh, so Zookeeper is about a man called Griffin. And before any of our <laughs> listeners get really excited... Put your dicks away. ...that name. Yeah, calm down, put your pens down, put your paper down. This isn't Griffin from Hotel Transylvania, unfortunately. This is a big, clumsy man. Did you get his full name? Yeah, I did. It's a really weird, not very Kevin James name, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, Griffin Constantine Keys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredible, to be fair. That is a that is a very good name. Classic name. Uh, so Griffin, well, first of all, he proposed to a woman five years ago and then she said she hated him because he's just a zookeeper. Five years later, he's still in this dead-end job as a zookeeper. <laughs> I'll get into that in a bit. I'm still in plot. And then chance would have it, he then sees the woman who jilted him years ago but at the same time it turns out that every animal on earth can speak english yeah there's no magic there's just they can all just do it i thought i always thought he hits his head and then he can hear him but that's not what happens is it they just decide to start talking to him yeah because otherwise how would you explain tgi fridays did all of the (laughs) waiters and waitresses and clientele did they all get hit on the head (laughs) so they could (laughs) with that big grill it was the fumes from the deep fat fryer (laughs) anyway the whole thing is just all these animals are trying to get him to get with his ex-girlfriend but then something else I don't fucking know. I also don't care. Uh, Luke Terry, what did you think of Zookeeper? Well, like, I'm really tired. I've been telling you how tired I am and whatever. <laughs> I think I watched the wrong film. I watched one where it was like these, this this little lion and his dad died and, like, all the animals were talking still, but, like, he had songs. He had Seth Rogen. <laughs> no, I'm it's kidding. Crazy. Um, <laughs> I thought, yeah, this film, I felt like I was having a stroke while I was watching it. It was all over the place, bit of a mess. Kevin James just keeps constantly like falling over. I suppose there's something redeeming in it. But um, there was like large patches of it where this film called Zookeeper didn't have animals in it for like four or five scenes in a row. Man. It was really weird. I don't know. I, well, I didn't enjoy it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What did you think of uh, Zookeeper? I- I fucking hated this, but there was one, maybe two elements I did actually like. Right, I'll just lay it out here because there's very little to like in this film. It's a very, very, very shit film. But first of all, I love the gorilla. Yeah, as I like the gorilla. As a guy, I'd love to hang out with him. He was a really sweet dude. And I also liked Adam Sandler as a monkey. Oh, that was Adam Sandler? <laughs> I thought it was a small Russian woman. (laughs) I couldn't understand anything that he said in this film, 
Apart what from the line, throw poop at her. That's how I met Karen. <laughs> I think he says that at one point. <laughs> I don't know what that voice is that he's doing. We've seen him in some bewildering roles lately, haven't we? In a row, Satan in Dirty Work, Little Nicky, and then when he wasn't in Benchwarmers. This been a weird time for the Sandler Pit, hasn't it? We're in desperate need of him as a leading man with a normal voice next week, which we'll get into later. We haven't seen him going on holiday with like a fake family to Hawaii for a few weeks. It's mad. Will we ever get one of them again, do you think? Do you oh, think they'll have big cone heads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably like an alien that fakes being a human to go to Earth to go to Hawaii or something in that one, I reckon. Oh, God. Should we just say quickly about our very unique and very weird view and experience of this film? Yeah, go on. You you can Uh, go first. We usually watch all these films. If they're not already streaming, we buy them on YouTube, we rent them, and then we both watch them one after the other. This time, you can't even get this on YouTube. So I had to go on my Amazon Prime because you don't have it. I had to get a seven-day free trial with MGM to then watch it. I gave you my login and it took fucking ages because I couldn't remember any of my passwords and it's really convoluted. You logged in and you went, oh my God, this film looks like shit. (laughs) And then I don't know what is wrong with Amazon Prime, but the way they're showing this film is with the contrast dialed all the way up. It looks like it's a Zack Snyder film. (laughs) Everything had a drop shadow. Everything I was looking at, I could see inside everyone's eyelids. I don't know what was going on. All of the film is set at night for some reason, like fucking Batman. And I couldn't see anything. I couldn't tell if it was set at night or if it was just my TV. But you tried to fix it didn't you here was my viewing experience i started watching it i see kevin james on this beach and (laughs) his eyelids are like on his cheeks because the contrast (laughs) is fucked up so much i was thinking what am i watching i thought maybe it was the playstation i was watching it on so i turned that off started trying to watch it on like a a roku or whatever it's called like a fire stick type thing on that it looked it looked like i had my eyes crossed or something which is probably the best way to watch this film Yeah, it was all like out of focus. So I went back to the PlayStation. I had to turn off like every boost in setting that I had. I'd turn off HDR, turn off like the max, what's it called? Like variable contrast, all that stuff. Turn off every good setting that usually makes things look incredible. Basically, it got to a point where at least everything was lined up, but the lighting was really off that everything made it look like a Dutch crime film. <laughs> it was really grey. <laughs> So weird. Like Sin City. Yeah. But I did that took me 25 minutes and I didn't pause it or go back and rewatch the start of the film. <laughs> I was up against it with this one because I'd watched the first half an hour of it without knowing really what was going on because I was just focusing on the settings of it. So you watched it then and you finished it what, like 10 to 1 in the in the morning? Yeah, I started watching it at yeah. about I think I started watching it at like half nine. Right. Uh, I think I paused it like an hour in because I had some work to do. And then um, by the time <laughs> I resumed it, my fiance had gone to bed. <laughs> it was like <laughs> half 12. I uh, finished it at one o'clock. So for me, like usually because we do it on YouTube, you watch it first because you've got a life and you've got a fiance whilst I'm alone and weird and I live in a loft. So I can watch it after like late night. But there was no need for that. We could both watch it at the same time. But then I was watching the, at the time of recording, the Euro 20s on. So I was watching the Italy-Spain semi-final, which went into extra time and then went into penalties. So it finished really late anyway. Then I had a shower. Then I just dawdled. I didn't do anything. And then I started playing it at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is like a two-hour film. He just kept getting hit 
and so noisy and I had such a headache so I just ended up going to sleep waking up finishing it before work yeah it sounds like we have very similar viewing experiences somehow really bad like this is a bad film but I think the way we watched it in this insane awful contrasted version because unlike you I don't have a 4k telly and I'd even bother trying to say it to anything <laughs> else I just went fuck it this is how I'm watching it I felt so, like I couldn't breathe when I was looking at it though I had to change it I was like hyperventilating watching it do you know this thing when like in films when they try and be really like deep and they say if you ever feel alone just like look at the moon and know that someone else out there is looking at it do you ever feel like that when we watch these films me and you are like the only people in the world but we're connected via zookeeper (laughs) we're the only people who've watched zookeeper because obviously whoever put it on doesn't give a fuck like they didn't even bother (laughs) putting it on youtube to to rent so they've put it fucking thrown it on amazon like a vhs copy of it it's so shit another thing that also i didn't mention the subtitles are like a minute out it was driving me mad (laughs) i was going crazy it was saying it reminded me of like a 2005 pirate copy film it was so bad (laughs) i remember my first time watching the film Megamind great film that was like that it was all like zoomed in like about oh yeah I think it was like half the picture and it was all fuzzy and it was all like really dark it was exactly like this. I remember someone bought me a pirate copy once and I watched it and it had subtitles that you couldn't turn off. And it was a kid's film. And there was a line that was like, hey, stop it, you can't do that. But the subtitle said, you can't do that. <laughs> it was like, it was a Disney kid's film as well. <laughs> There's all these spelling errors in it. But Zookeeper felt like that, to be fair. We should probably try and get back to it. So my notes make very little sense. Like Mine too. I've got a book of all my notes from this and probably these are probably on par with grown-ups too when we'd had like eight beers in 20 minutes <laughs> mine says romantic kj proposal dumped so harsh griffin lol <laughs> <laughs> i wrote so similar i went oh the yellow has ended but it's so dark the mariachi band awkward this is an unsexy griffin <laughs> <laughs> i put something about this film looks so gross and wrong dot 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 contrast <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, these are like the ramblings of a madman. You did media at university and you've done editing before. And I've got no like... clue what was going on with this. Honestly, I fiddled around in my setting so much. KJ gets crushed by a tyre, apparently. Yeah. Do you remember that? Was that a tyre swing? Yeah, I wrote tyre to face, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it's very full on, isn't it? You don't really learn anything about Griffin other than he hurts himself a lot, right? Yeah, Griffin as a character, I don't get what's going on. So he's a zookeeper but everyone's acting like he's working in this dead-end job i don't know if i went to apply to be a zookeeper they'd probably be like you're underqualified i'm assuming that you've got to have some level of skill with zoology or yeah surely there's some basic vet training in there or something like that so why does everyone in this film treat being a zookeeper like you're working in a mcdonald's or like working in retail or like in a bar or something why are they all treating it like that yeah like it's a student job or something yeah Yeah, it's weird isn't it they're all like the natural progression of a worker needs to be from zookeeper to car salesman What are you talking about, Karachi? You wouldn't think at base level that that's much better. I know car salesmen do make a lot of money, but like, I mean, they're very different, aren't they, I guess? But there's nothing about Kevin James in this film. There's nothing about Griffin that would imply that he could be a salesman. So like his character is essentially he's really desperately in love with someone who broke up with him five years ago. And he's a clumsy moron. Yeah, so it, when he's a car salesman, he's there's probably a big chance he's going to like fall over and get his dick stuck in the exhaust pipe of a car <laughs> or something. <laughs> so he needs to be careful. 
Well, I mean, his first day on the job, he can't get into that fashionable sports car, but oh, he yeah. somehow owns it and they all love him. I honestly didn't know what was going on. Like, there, I swear I blinked at one point and suddenly he was in a Lamborghini. <laughs> I looked at my phone. He was a zookeeper when I put my phone <laughs> to my face. I took it down. He was a car salesman. <laughs> it felt like a David Lynch film, to be fair, because one minute he's doing that and then next minute he's swinging around on these curtains at a party. Yeah, that was crazy when he starts flying and it goes on for like, <laughs> 15 minutes yeah they show the same shot like four times of him just like doing this little loop <laughs> and a camera on his face like he's doing this massive stunt i don't understand the, anything the, yeah the core concept of this film what i thought it would be would be a night of the museum style like maybe the animals can only talk at night is that mm. what this is no because they can talk all the time they can talk in the day <laughs> talk all the time do you remember there was a point when like a wolf was teaching him how to mark his territory so he like pees on a tree that was in the daytime because he keeps getting caught out doesn't he doing weird things with the animals so in night of the museum in the day the museum is just normal but at night it comes to life because of this egyptian artifact they have in the museum Mm. and that brings all the things to life but if they leave the museum when the sun rises they like turn to dust why am i here saying like night of the museum what a fucking classic bit filmmaking but like at least that has a at least they're like rules make sense though right there's no nothing in this where you're like the animals are in jeopardy or their intelligence is in jeopardy they're just intelligent they can talk anyway i thought it was going to be like it's a magical zoo and any Mm. animal that's in the zoo even non-zoo animals like that fucking crow when it gets to (laughs) night time or when the people aren't around they become intelligent and maybe at the end like the one of the fucking gorillas stupid and he starts like smashing things up and then kevin's like no it's me i'm your best friend and his intelligence and he's ripped off kevin james's leg (laughs) (laughs) hey that's my leg i'm your friend (laughs) so in this universe every animal can speak english but just chooses not to and is all intelligent why the fuck do lions maul people <laughs> That's what I was going to say because there's a point where a little boy is in the air cage and I was getting like Harambe flashbacks. They say something like, Oh, if you weren't here, he would have got it. It's like, Oh, that's a bit dark. It's the only thing between the pricks. killing a child is Kevin James being there. <laughs> I don't. It's a mad world. Like, Do you know what? I think it's such a shame because, like, the premise could have been fine for a kids' film, but instead, it's like they're using it in quite a traditional Adam Sandler way of trying to get one woman and not realizing you like another woman. Yeah. And it's just it's go just with like it pitch for jokes me. and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, like there's so much that could be done with it. And also, if we're going back to this animal concept, they all have like an animal council with the lions and all that, and, and then some probably like a zebra or some shit. But in the wild, lions eat zebras. But here they're communicating, they're chilling, they're mates. Yeah, that could have been a good way of doing jokes though, isn't it? Like, like in Madagascar. I think all we know is that Ben Stiller's efforts in this genre are so much better than, than Adam Sandler and Kevin James's. And but- uh, Sylvester. Stallone plays the main lion. Oh god. He's pretty good I thought. (laughs) (laughs) He just deserves better though doesn't he? In this film there are four animals that I like and all the rest of them can go to hell. There I said it. Which ones? Have a guess. Well obviously the gorilla. I love the gorilla. Nick Nolte wasn't it? Yeah I love his voice. Yeah very good. Loves TGI Fridays as we've said. I think that's the standout scene is when they go to TGI Fridays and uh, the waitress who's Jackie Sanders like what would you like and he says 30 oranges. (laughs) (laughs) 
I actually <laughs> screamed at that point. My um, notes at this point are fucking insane. I'm just, I keep going, oh, I'd kill for this gorilla. I love Yeah, this I've gorilla. got that. I'd die for this gorilla. <laughs> Get our Fridays on. 30 <laughs> oranges. Gorilla flirted with a table of secretaries. KJ Smash Guitar would love to party with him. This is so chill. I like the gorilla. <laughs> yeah, there's a point where he like lifts up six women on his arms. <laughs> So the Um, way they get away with him being there is that they say that it's a man in a gorilla suit and they put a little t-shirt on him and then he just starts (laughs) chatting to them. I kind of like it. That is kind of genius. But that's the thing. If this was more like, what if it was about Kevin James like hits his head, realizes he can speak to the animals and they're all sick of being in captivity. So he has to slowly get them all out of the zoo. That would have been good. That would have been great. That would have been so much more fun. Because that bit's really good of him like sneaking the animal out and you're like, okay, this concept kind of is, they're having fun with it. But then like five minutes later, there's a wedding scene that goes on forever. There's a fucking cycling scene with Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't don't know, like everything in it. There's so much horrible stuff. It's like two films that they just chuck together. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, like the wedding scene. Like the animals should be in every fucking scene. It feels like they're only in the zoo and they're never really in any of the climactic scenes at all. No, no. Why is it even called Zookeeper? What makes him... It's like calling the film Prison Guard then setting it in Disneyland. It makes no sense. So Kevin James has found out that animals can talk. It fucking breaks the rules of nature and life itself. What does he use that for? To fucking try and win back a woman. And then and to he walk gets like the a woman. bear as well. He gets the woman and then he just goes, oh, fuck the zoo. You've just realised that animals can talk, you fucking tits. Yeah. Why is he not going He's on to like nothing? Good Morning America or whatever and talking about it on there? That would be better. Those animals are so Fucking, those animals are so fucking stupid you could just put like a little microphone on your chest and walk up to Adam Sandler monkey and he'd be like bah, 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 hello there I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my own shit with my hands and thumbs and then yeah. you'd be like look monkeys can talk yeah Done. exactly it would have been really good fucking hell and that Frank monkey Ratchet. could have been like a famous monkey one of my notes is Adam Sandler's monkey voice is really nice maybe he should have been Rocket Raccoon <laughs> do you remember when we heard about that that's really, it'd have been so annoying. It might have worked for like 10 minutes, but yeah, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd have liked the character by the end of it with him no. being like that. I didn't mind him. The animals I liked, by the way, I think we just went off on a tangent again. Oh, yeah. The fucking gorilla, Adam Sandler's monkey, and the two lions. And I hated every other one. Yeah. I hate the giraffe. She was so annoying. I don't remember the giraffe. What did she do? I don't know, but I wrote, this giraffe is doing my head in. <laughs> I don't remember what. I think she sang something. It annoyed me. When you said, oh, I hated the giraffe, I was going to be like, oh, is that one voiced by Nick Swartzen? I don't know why <laughs> until you said it was a woman. What does Nick Swartzen voice? Is it the fucking elephant? Because I hated that as well. I think it might have been, but at the same time, I also don't know if he was actually even in it. <laughs> He's <laughs> not in it. it. It's Judd Apatow. <laughs> All right. I liked one of the characters I've just remembered, which was the bullfrog. And I've just seen here it's played by Don Rickles. Oh, okay. That's pretty last good. Last week's film as well. And I love Don Rickles. So, oh, that's why. It was Mayor fucking Rudolph. I hate Mayor Rudolph in everything. Oh, do you? Yeah, I, I don't it. mind there in some stuff. Hubie Halloween, good. Bridesmaids, pretty good. Judd Apatow was Barry the Elephant. John Favreau was Jerome the Bear, which, I mean, that, Horrible. that sounds a bit wrong. I thought it was Key and Peele at one point. I was like, these they sound very familiar. Cher was a bit wasted, wasn't she? I mean... I'm not going to say I've ever seen her in a film and liked it because I had like Vietnam flashbacks to when they wheeled her out of her like cryogenic chamber in Mamma Mia 2. And she stood there like, Can you hear the bells? <laughs> that horrible, horrible scene in that horrible, horrible film. <laughs> I haven't seen that film. 
Everyone loves it. And I'm like, am, am I the only person here with a brain? Her best right. role is in Zookeeper. All right, realistically, who's going to be listening to this episode? I'm going to say something controversial anyway. I fucking hate Meryl Streep. Yeah, I hate Meryl so Streep hate as well. Good, good, finally. I knew I liked you. I only <laughs> like her in Devil Wears Prada. Me That's too. because you're not supposed to like her. But yeah, that's it. And I've I've only seen the first one of those films. But yeah, Cher is in this. She doesn't sing. She doesn't do anything. No, she does, though. That's where you're wrong. You don't remember the ending scene is over the credits. It's all of the animals singing more than a feeling. So Adam Sandler and Cher duet (laughs) as animals. Adam Sandler's just like, (laughs) (laughs) And Sylvester Stallone cannot get a single, like, More than a feeling. When are you dead or dying? <laughs> it's like that. He's good, but again, none of the animals have a connection with the main character except for the gorilla, who I love. But that's, that's what I mean. That. Why isn't it about, why isn't there just a good scene of him with each of the animals outside of the zoo or something? Like, it's so shit. Right, we rewrite this film. Kevin James, obviously, we're keeping him because he's got some fucking talent. If I was redoing this film, first thing I would do is put it on Netflix instead of on MGM channel on Prime Video. <laughs> I'd change the contrast, <laughs> get rid of the drop shadow on everything. <laughs> I don't know. There's loads you could do with this, but like more animals and more celebrities voicing them more antics out of the zoo and then the final bit kevin james needs the animals so all the animals escape the zoo and help him Dumb. yeah it's or a dumb kids film joe rogan the villain he wants to uh close down the zoo to make it into a gym or something joe, like that joe rogan right <laughs> so the animals I, will eat him <laughs> you told me joe rogan was in this but i thought he was playing like i don't know a fucking wolf or some shit then this guy appears who's Gail, who is one of the two love interests in this film. There's two love interests, both beautiful, both desperately in love with Kevin James. <laughs> Leslie Bibb is the woman who left him five years ago, and she has another ex-boyfriend. And I kept writing, what a fucking miscast person this is. This very, very deeply ugly man. <laughs> like, well, little Gail. What, is, what, am I going to be impressed by this guy? <laughs> he's so what? small as well. I, mean, yeah, I always small. thought he was massive. Whenever I see him, I always think he's huge, but he's really small. He is in this, and he's fucking so, like, unappealing. And I don't want to be too rude, but I thought that would have been a good part for someone like Keanu Reeves in Always Be My Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Where he comes in playing himself and he's really funny. A really classically handsome guy. Instead, you just get this nerd loser. <laughs> who I'm like, yeah, and then I find out at the end it, it's Joe you? Rogan. Because <laughs> he's got hair in this film. One of my notes says Joe Rogan's horrible little dance. <laughs> so I guess he does a horrible little dance at one point. Cycling then... race. Joe Rogan sucks. That's what my notes say. <laughs> He's meant to be the main villain. And then he just disappears and Leslie Bibb's like, oh no, I choose you, Kevin James. Yeah. Tension gone. Story's None of it. gone. It just doesn't make any sense, does it? I wanted to see him trying to win her back and all the animals trap him in like a cage. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. In the zoo. Like a Rip snake wrapped around off. his legs or something. <laughs> There's a panda and the whole film they're saying, the panda, we need it. We need him to mate with a female. <laughs> but he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. And at the end they dress Joe Rogan as a female panda throwing the cage and then let's get it on. <laughs> I was playing and the panda starts coming towards him. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, see, no. now that would be a good film. That would it just, be really funny. All right, here's my thing that I might say. 
you get from the start of them heading to TGI Fridays to the end of that scene where he calls him his best friend and asks to wear his watch. Mm-hmm. You just take that, pull that out of the film, put that as a short film on Kevin James's YouTube channel. That's a good short. Yeah, that'd be I fine. I think it's funny. It's a monkey at TGI, uh, not a monkey, a big ape at TGI Fridays. <laughs> Fun, whatever. Exactly. So one one part of the film that we've not spoken about is the fact that in all of this chaos and uh, antics, there's also an animal abuse subplot with oh my God. one of the Wahlbergs. Is, is that Donnie, a Wahlberg? It's Donnie Wahlberg, isn't it? When he gets killed at the start of The Sixth Sense. Is that the one from Saw 2? It's the one from New Kids on the Block, mate. Oh my God, I don't know. And yeah, I don't know any of these lads. I, I think it's him. Let me double check. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg, you're right. It was Donnie, which is also the name of uh, the little monkey, isn't it? <laughs> There's two dummies in this film. So when the ape finally starts talking, he says something like, There was a time when he hit me, or something like that. I was just like, What? Is it really going down that route? The gorilla reminded me of the, you know, the clown in Toy Story 3. That's really like sad <laughs> and pensive. But yeah, this is a really dark storyline that this zookeeper has been hitting the animals with a nail on the end of a stick for mm. years. And then immediately after, Kevin James doesn't do anything for ages. Yeah, then, he just waits, doesn't he? He waits, and then he finds Donnie Wahlberg before he quits working at the zoo. And what does he say? I think he goes to I his will... house and like fucks his mum or something, doesn't no, he? No, he's Kevin James. Before he does that, he goes up to him. He says, "I will go to your house and beat you in front of your mother." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Imagine him saying that to you. It'd be so scary. You would be gutted, wouldn't you? But, oh god, I'm really let him down. Because there's a really dark scene where the gorilla's like sat hunched over, and then the guy comes in. He's like, "Hey." What are you gonna do, boy? And a frozen apple at him, <laughs> <laughs> like he's like gonna beat him. And he's really scary. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, fair enough. Your brother's Mark Wahlberg, but like that ape is gonna tear you to shreds if you fuck with him. Why didn't the ape just pull off the guy's <laughs> arms? This film would have been so much better if there was some dismembering in it, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's <laughs> what we needed. Step- People getting their arms and legs pulled off. All right, maybe I'm making this up. I thought Kevin James grabbed him and like stuck him on a spike in his house. So what does he do? He yeah, he impales him, him on a spike. No, I thought he just froze him around the room. Yeah, but he, he remains on the wall. Like, <laughs> he's been crucified, doesn't he? I made that up. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I think that was the last time that I liked Kevin James's character. Well, not liked, but like put up with him. Because after that, he becomes such a shit, doesn't he? The animals, like, they're a bad influence on him. Yeah. He's making all these shit jokes. I want to know, who runs this zoo? That's my first question. Probably Rudy Giuliani. Who else is it going to (laughs) be? At the end, they need to clear the highway, and then they're like, don't worry, the the zoo manager's done it, and Rudy Giuliani appears, puts his thumbs up. Riding an ox. (laughs) (laughs) That scene's quite funny when he crushes the ostrich to death. (laughs) I mean, the ending seems like something from like a King Kong film as well, isn't it? The gorilla throws a kayak into the water and then Kevin James is like holding onto the gorilla's back while he climbs up. Like, is it like the Golden Gate Bridge or something? I don't know. (laughs) It's fucking mental. It was in New York. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where this film was set, but that happened. And then I don't know what else happened afterwards because then my notes just go, the animals are singing more than a feeling over the credits. I didn't write what the resolution was. It just went straight to that. I wrote, canoeing to get Kate. Was that her name? <laughs> it must have been. If she doesn't go to Africa because of this, ooh, shit. <laughs> that was all. I'd even write about it. I think I just gave up at, the, at that point. Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always going to be as strong.
Oh I have nothing God. left to say about this film other than I would heartily recommend if you've got kids, watch it. <laughs> Do you want to talk more about that woman who slow dances with the gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> that was really good, wasn't it? That was funny. She says, I'm so happy I met you tonight. <laughs> Did you like the line that Ken Jeong said, which was, go get yourself some keys, brother, <laughs> out of his pocket. That was a good line. Because his name's Griffin uh, Keys. Is that, the, is that why? I don't know. They don't really make much of a point of his name being Griffin Constantine Keys, do they? Why was that his name? That's one of the worst names. His name should have been Bob Hatchet. (laughs) Isn't that from Christmas Carol? That's Bob Cratchit. Very different. (laughs) Is there an ice cream bun outside your house? Yeah, playing this sad, sort of sad song that it does. Do you want a lemon ice? I want to go and get a rocket lolly and shove it in my eye. <laughs> Take my mind off of this film. This weather today is so mental. Like, I'm boiling hot, but it's also, like, rainy. It's, like, really stodgy, nasty weather to be talking about zookeeper in. To be fair, this film was very grey and had lots of crap weather, I think, because of the contrast. <laughs> How did you do on your James Jungle Journal this week? Uh, on my James Jungle Journal, I did shit, but I did get a line, I think but I've really pushed it. And this is 25 minutes in. Bear with me here. Oh, well, bear with you. Don't worry. Is that an animal pun? (laughs) Right. So mine was 25 minutes. And here's my line. Tragic backstory. It opens on a tragic backstory because Mm -hmm. his proposal gets turned down. Yeah, he gets dumped. I had a James screen. Mm -hmm. He's constantly falling over or being hit over and over again. My line finishes on makeover. Now, bear with me here. I crossed it for when the wolf makes him over to be like a wolf. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, point, I'm just tired can... of this shit. I think yeah, I'm that... just tired of this episode. <laughs> I think that you can have that one, but I think that doesn't the bear make over his posture earlier? Yeah, so maybe even earlier. Really, who cares? <laughs> we don't so... see... I think for me, a good makeover scene is at least three different hairstyles and two outfits. But well, I get where you're coming made... from. The gorilla gets made over. He gets a t-shirt put on him to go into yeah, town. That's true. Yeah, there's, there's makeos in this. The rest of mine were... Oh, only one, which is the 70s, 80s song plays. I don't remember what the song is, but it's during the slow dance with the gorilla because I wrote underneath it, slow dance with gorilla. Yeah, I can't think of what it is, but you got more than a feeling by Boston as well in the credits. There's Yeah, there's a couple of those. I also got fast food, if you let me have TGI's as fast food. Oh, 100%. Not. Every time I've okay. been there, the service isn't fast, but type of it, food is fast food. It is slow food. It's slow fast food. Okay, here's what I didn't get. And you're probably going to be like, oh, that was in this, but I just forget it. No, I think that if there's one film where I'm not going to say, oh, that was in this, it's probably going to be Zookeeper. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Don't remember it being in this. No. It probably was, but I don't I don't care. Uh, crossed Eyes. Were the monkey's eyes crossed at any point? They probably were. It was Adam Sandler. Who knows? But it's a monkey. You can't get a real monkey to cross his eyes. Yeah, but they do that CGI eye and mouth thing, don't they? I couldn't see if there was any crossed eyes because of the contrast. My excuse for everything <laughs> in this film. I've watched every... Zookeeper, but I don't feel like I've seen Zookeeper. <laughs> I didn't see any fucking anything. It was just all shadow. You couldn't see any um, pupils. Kids love him. Kids don't love him. Animals no. love him. A montage, I don't remember there being a particularly noticeable montage. Yeah, it's quite one. slow moving. I think the whole film is a bit of a montage, though. Yeah, it feels like the whole film feels like a montage that just goes on for an hour and a half. Yeah. Ugh. What about you? How did you do on your James Jungle Journal, Jungle Jim Journal, Journal, James Journal thing? On my James Jungle Journal, I got a Jingo, Jevon Minutes Gin. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, genuinely, I got a line on my James Jungle Journal um, seven minutes and 20 seconds into the film, which was pretty good. I think I'm surprised I saw it through the menus of the TV. I had big shorts, Griffin shorts. That was in the centre, so I was destined to get a line. And this was a good double header. I love one of these double ones when you get two in one in one thing. I had Injured Animal and Logo on screen. The lion swallows a Red Bull can. Kevin James puts his arm inside a lion's mouth and pulls out a can of Red Bull. So there you go. That was my line. That <laughs> share wasn't good was that sly. <laughs> it was share because then um, Sylvester Stallone's like, you saved my missus. <laughs> he says something <laughs> like that. You saved my mate. I think he says that. I want it to have been missus. I'm never yeah. going to rewatch that. Let's just say it was missus. <laughs> <laughs> I ticked dream sequence and I've put the whole film. Um, violent kids, <laughs> violent kids, boy throws food at bears, hitting testicles. I put J- Kevin James' whole body's been hit multiple times. Um, I didn't get a fart joke, but I feel like there should have been a fart joke in this. But maybe Madness. that's just like the failing of this film. Yeah, there I isn't like a fart joke. Fart. Um, I also didn't tick Colonel Sanders and I didn't tick Kevin Nealon. don't think Kevin Nealon was in this one. What a shame. But yeah, so my James Jungle Journal, not bad. I got um, six out of nine and a line in seven minutes. So I guess it was fairly trope heavy. There was a lot of slapstick and a lot of craziness in this one, but it just didn't really amount to anything special, did it? No. Luke Terry, (laughs) has this film fallen into the pit and in the pit there's a fucking bear that's going to rip it to shreds because Kevin James isn't there to protect it or has it attached itself to some fucking string whatever that thing, fabric and is swinging elegantly round in a 10 minute sequence with the same shot over and over again that isn't funny and somehow clipped right into the fucking castle, where is it? Zookeeper is unfortunately being thrown into the pit where it's going to get mauled to death by a two bears voiced by a guy from Elf and John Favreau, the director of the Lion King remake. He's also in Elf. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. He directed, Elf. He directed Elf. What a great Elf connection. More on that on the feral pit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, man. If we do that, it'd be way better than this shit. <laughs> then you could talk more about Megamind as well, isn't he in that? I love Megamind. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think it didn't help that I was so knackered and stuff watching this film and that the contrast was through the roof and that it was just all round unpleasant. Like it felt like being hung over and watching a surgery or something. It felt a mess. It was horrible. <laughs> My notes are all things like this is a fever dream. I can't concentrate. Like they're the ramblings of a madman. I feel like instead of making me feel relaxed, it made me feel more exhausted. And that's because it's like just constant Kevin James getting hurt. And I actually, I've grown to kind of like Kevin James. I don't want to see him getting hurt all the time. Just once would be enough. It doesn't need to be all of the time. Yeah, they waste the concept of having talking animals. It's a bit of a bewildering setup. None of the characters are really very appealing, apart from Rosario Dawson, who's kind of like unnecessarily really nice, but it doesn't make any sense why she would be. Yeah, I don't know. The whole film lost me pretty early on. And it didn't get me back, even though there was one really good scene at TGI Fridays. That was probably my one highlight, but the rest of it was a big no for me. So yeah, I'm going to get this film and I'm going to prod it with a stick with a nail on the end. That's how much I hate it. How about Um, you? Yeah, I'm feeling exactly the same. Uh, I really did not like this film. If I could clip the middle of the film with the TGI Friday scene, pull that out, and like add that to Kevin James's YouTube sh- stuff. Put in the that James Chamber. Happy. Put that in the James Chamber because that was a kind of fun sequence. I did I did enjoy it, and I did like the gorilla character. Mm. Rosaria Dawson is good in this acting wise. I think that she 
is just good in everything. She and, almost convinces you that she loves Kevin James, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. But this film is a real mess. Its universe doesn't make any sense as to why the animals speak. It's very uncreative with what they do with the animals. Just a waste of a film that could have been a pretty fun kids film. Or a silly adult comedy is instead of middling, shit, boring film, which it just relies on Kevin James being hurt over and over again, but doesn't progress to the plot. But again, there are elements to this which come from our view and experience, which was terrible. I think yeah. the worst way you could watch it. But also, that doesn't excuse like the lazy writing, <clears throat> most of the performances being bad, most of the characters being miscast, and just the animals having nothing to do except for the gorilla. So yeah, mm-hmm. very much into the pit. What a shame. So time for a little bit of fun. I know that this film wasn't fun, but hopefully this game should be at least mildly amusing. Okay. Instead of the usual um, university sandwich, which we've really relied on these last like month or so, I think it must be. This week, I've made one called The Poster Boy. Because <laughs> so many times we've been discussing the films, we always end up like tearing apart the posters yeah. for an obsessive amount. So I thought that I would try and gamify that and make a game where I'm going to break down the posters into little elements, explain like from hard to easy, like one thing that's in the poster, and we'll see how many it takes before you can guess which film it is. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I feel like every single one of these films, the only thing I do remember is the poster. So yeah, it should be easy, hopefully. I've done eight of these, so it should be quite quick. You ready for the first one? I'm ready. Right, so question one of the poster boy. We've got a big brown door. A bedtime stories. It's not bedtime stories. I could picture what what? you're thinking though. (laughs) Second one, pavement. Big Daddy. Oh, he's got it in two. Yeah, Big Daddy. And the, the added... other ones were brown jacket, red font, and a peeing child. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounds like a standard night out for Luke Terry. Great. Right? <laughs> right. Here we go. Question two. See if we can get this one as quick. A heavenly white backdrop. <laughs> um, heavenly white backdrop. Is that Little Nicky? It's not Little Nicky. Okay. Um, black and blue text. Oh, uh, Grown Ups 1. It's not Grown Ups 1. Okay. Um, smirking Face. Click. <laughs> it is, it click. is Click. His <laughs> awful fucking face and his horrible finger on that remote. Yep, that's the last two. Unusually small forefinger and <laughs> blue remote. Click. I see that poster, I think, every single day because of the Instagram account 100 Days of Click, where I oh think my they're God. on day 3,000 or something. <laughs> and their TikTok as well. They're so good. So funny. Question three, poster three. The tagline says, don't bring the kids. Uh, Grown Ups 2. No, nah. Zuki, nah. grin it. No, I'm joking. Um, second one, white background. Don't bring the kids. Uh, white background. Ooh, let me think. Is it Grown Ups 1? It's not Grown Ups okay. 1. Um, third one, woman lying on the ground. Woman lying on the ground? Um, going overboard? Nope. Angel Halo doodled on the protagonist. Little Nicky. No. What? what you should doing? get it on this one. This is the final okay. one. A clown. <laughs> <laughs> this one is uh, the Bobcat Goldfoyt classic. Uh, shakes the clown. Yes, it sure is. So yeah, that was the poster of Shakes the Clown. Can you picture it? It's like him with his like legs wide open and then his love interest is like in between his legs. I didn't know um, he had a halo. Yeah, he's got a little blue halo drawn on him. Uh, All right, so film four. 
Sea and clouds in the background. Little Nicky. Nope. Photo framed like a Polaroid. Grown ups one. Nope. Six people are on the poster. Grown ups two. Nope. What? White, black, and red font. Hang on, hang on. So six Polaroids. No, no, no. There's so the photo is framed like a Polaroid. There's like a photo in the middle. It's got a small white border on the left top and the right, and then the bottom's like wider, like when you print a Polaroid out. So it's like Polaroid framing. Right. And it's of six people. Did you Yeah, there's six Polaroid. people in the picture, yeah. Uh, fucking hell. Have we seen this for the podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, We've shit. spoken about this poster before. Is it the film Spanglish? It is the film Spanglish, yes. <laughs> the last one was... What do you think the last one was? Uh, an apron that looks like a cape. No, no, a girl's head that looks like an apron. I was going to go with that, but instead I just went with curly-haired Sandler. <laughs> Oh, I've definitely got it from that. Right, so you got that in four answers. Very good. Right, question five. This is my favourite one. Poster is split down the middle. Um, Anger management. No. Um, Very colourful poster. It's very colourful and split down the middle. Little Nicky? It's not Little Nicky, I'm afraid. Purple electricity sparks. Purple electricity sparks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, purple electricity sparks and the poster has been ripped down the middle the fuck? Split, yeah split down the middle by uh, actually by the purple electricity sparks oh is this airheads it's not airheads the tagline is change can be scary what the fuck is this rain over me <laughs> no the final hint visible man <laughs> 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 so this is the upcoming film Hotel Transylvania for uh, Hotel Transylvania for Transformania. It sure is. Did you like that one, Visible Man? Um, I did like. Have you Visible seen this Man. poster? This poster's so good. I have seen it. I love it. It's got all <laughs> of what they turn into, and Blobby for Blobby, he just turns into a, a plate of jelly. Does he? <laughs> Oh, I want to God. get the Transformania poster back up. Yeah, I might get it printed out. We should get a big, big framed one for our wall. I might get the duvet set. <laughs> right. <laughs> Question six. Okay. Yellow font. Uh, Happy Gilmore. No. The C. The C? Mm-hmm. Not the Going letter. The body. Yes, you got it. Very and let me good. get the rest. Bikini babes. Maybe yeah, that's the next one. And then a man wearing armbands. That was the next one. <laughs> one more. What? Doing like a... <laughs> no, it just says big shorts. <laughs> big shorts. Okay. Very good. I'm tempted to give you an extra point for getting those two right. I think I might. <laughs> Thank you. Because that was a curveball with Hotel Transformania, because obviously it's not out yet. And it's not got Adam Saller in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Okay, question seven. Characters taking flight. Characters taking fl- oh eight crazy nights oh yes I was waiting for you to get one in one go and I'm so glad that was the one can you think <laughs> of what the rest might be easy caravan in air reindeer man riding reindeer man holding to the end of a rope being led by reindeer snow <laughs> I don't know some of those so I went with dominant color is white small town. There's a small town in the background. I thought it was quite good. Wigs McGee and a fairy elf, which is the line from <laughs> the technical song. And Christmas tree, I thought was the final hint. Very nice. But um, yeah, great poster. Great so the final one here, you're doing, you are doing very well. So question eight, two separate images. Two separate images. 
Mm-hmm. Grown Ups 2. No. Action Shot. Grown Ups 1. Correct. It was Grown Ups <laughs> 1. <laughs> men yeah, what do you think the rest are? Men going down slide. I put in Splash in Water. So close. Laughing. No, I haven't gone with laughing. Big blue font. No, yeah, it's got a big blue font. And the tagline's like, fucking hide your wives, the boys are back in town. <laughs> it's crazy like that, isn't it? I, I wish that remember. the tagline was fucking hide your wives, the boys are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> the tagline is, some guys need a little extra time to mature. Uh, like they're fucking cheeses. And <laughs> bemused wives is the other one. Bemused wives. Oh, of course, because there's the poster and the wives are kind of like yeah. eyes up looking. Two of them have their arms crossed and they're like, oh, husband's right. And then Madness. the one on the left just smiling at the camera fun game let's hear your final score so the way that i did this was that the more it took the more points you got so it was to try and get the lowest score possible you, you gave got... me an extra point <laughs> okay well i'll take off two, two points point. so you got 24 out of a possible eight times five 40 <laughs> what was the uh, what was the amount that i needed to win 27 to get under 27 <laughs> what a weird amount <laughs> <laughs> well thank you that's a that's a good game that actually yeah it was all right wasn't it i think that's a fun one i think we could maybe do that again if don't want to do university sandwiched yeah, one time nice do you have anything else you want to say i'm never going to the zoo again <laughs> <laughs> me neither if this is how they treat their animals yeah exactly what we do if next week next week we are going to be watching the film murder mystery Ooh. aka the only film left that I have seen that you haven't seen. Other than Coneheads. Other than... <laughs> no, I've never seen Coneheads. <laughs> I had a moment then of being like, when did I watch Coneheads? You were thinking, well, I see one every morning when I look in the mirror, but other than that... <laughs> that was bloody, bloody good. Well done. Murder Mystery. I know you loved this film. I did not, but I liked one scene in it. I think really? this was that year. Do you, remember when, then. do you remember when I told you that I was going to watch every Netflix original film that had ever been made? Mm-hmm. And I think I said I was going to watch them all on the top of mountains. Yeah, <laughs> you were watching them in a tent. I remember you watched, what was that weird one? It's called like Chainsaw Monkey or something with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Velvet Buzzsaw. So monkey because I was watching it whilst doing the Pennine Way and then I got really scared at the bit when all the monkeys dragged that man into the painting that I threw my phone and then it broke the next day. So I think that's why it broke. It's good timing. By the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be a year since we released that video. Do you remember? Yeah. That we made of it. People can go and check that out. Promote that that little thing that you made. In that video, that is a man who's just watched Murder Mystery on his phone in a tent somewhere along the Pennines. Yeah, I remember thinking this film was fine, but there is one scene I remember quite liking. Uh, but I feel like I might like it more now that I've just watched 45 of these fucking films. Yeah, I'm intrigued by this one because this is another like ensemble. It's a Netflix one which have been a bit hit and miss for us, but I like the concept. I like I like murder mysteries. If this is Adam Sandler's Knives Out, then I'm excited. <laughs> this, I remember thinking was quite inoffensive for Adam Sandler as well. It's kind of almost boring because oh, great. It's, it's not that offensive but we'll we'll come back to it next week and until then how can people get in touch with us uh, people can find us on instagram and twitter at the sound the pit or we're also on facebook the sound the pit and they can email us the sound the pit at gmail.com nice a big thank you to joe tyrone for his lovely music that he does at the start of every episode he's just started a new instagram page yeah he can't get enough of instagram pages that boy he's fucking obsessed with himself 
at Joe Composers. Hit him up if you want a podcast song or any yeah. song in general. He'll, he'll do it. Do you remember at Christmas when we were just like, add fucking sleigh bell sounds. Add... Yeah. <laughs> chatting shit to him and he just did it. He's yeah, he's bloody good. He knows what he's doing, that guy. And also, thank you to Luke Terry for editing and putting together the trailers for this. You're welcome. Thank you to Luke Thomas for his lovely artwork. Cannot wait to see the picture of a gorilla holding up six women. <laughs> So until next time, it's been a very sombre James bye from me and a very sombre James bye from him. And you go straight and poo in the wall. <laughs> That's quite good. All right now, slow it down, hot shot.